Comrades, welcome to Quanfa Show episode 29. Today, we're going to have a look at the BitBoy video. He made an update a couple of days ago. Uh, we're going to have a little stab at the, the gem that he created. I think it's a pretty good video. A few nuances. We're going to grab some uh, some bits from that and, uh, and have a look. R3 tweeted something on DTCC. What is DTCC? We'll explain you that to you in this video. Um, Finality is also connected, which is really interesting because Gilbert once stated we talked to Finality a lot. And there was an announcement for a meet or a webinar or something next week. We're going to have a look at that as well. And that's going to be a pretty full show as it is. Tim, how's yeah. life, man? Life is okay. Uh, same. Well, not really the same as last week. Last week I came back from... No, there was already a week before that. Oh, <laughs> well, it's going really fast. No, it's okay. Uh, tomorrow I'll be uh, traveling to Germany on another holiday. Um, it's a long weekend in Germany, so I'm really looking forward to that. In the well, the neighborhood of Cologne and then uh, like the, the Ruhr area in Germany. Looking forward to that. And personally, everything is okay. It's just a bit hot over here uh, where I'm recording. And... Uh, yeah, just another week of price action, another week of summer. Everything's good. How's in your end, uh, Jarno? How is it in well, Scotland? We saw yeah. you, we saw the snapshots of you in the Kilted Kangaroo uh, last week. Yeah, how's man. life? Scot Scotland was insane. I was uh, staying at, uh, at Dave Dowie. You can see him in the video of last week. Um, yeah, it's such a different culture compared to the Netherlands, man. So yeah, they live in the pub, and, um, so we thought it'd be only fitting to uh, actually record an episode there, which we did. It's a little bit noisy. Highly recommend watching it. There's some good information in there, and us drinking some pints. So it's a little bit chaotic from time to time. But if you're uh, if you're down for that, uh, go check up in the, the charts. I don't know how these things are called. The notifications, at least. Um, but yeah, man. Now I got back last Monday night. Um, my bag wasn't there, which was really annoying. I was pretty fucking pissed in the, in the Netherlands. I landed on uh, Schiphol. There were uh, strikes going on in the past, and they have some personnel issues. So there's tons and tons and tons of unclaimed luggage because that was simply um, not unloaded or too late or sent to the wrong platform, whatever. So I was like, oh, fuck that shit. They, they, they messed my stuff up as well. Um, so I was making arrangement, lost luggage, etc. And this afternoon, uh, oh yeah, that's really nice. I got a nice little jab in my hand. I have apparently a trigger finger. Um, but then I got a call that my uh, my luggage um, was in Scotland still. Apparently, I put one of my e-cigs in my bag, and that's a big no-no. You can't have lithium-ion batteries in the hull of a plane. No. It's pretty dangerous if they, those things catch fire. So I am the fucking idiot. And uh, yeah, just, just careless, chucking things in my bag to leave and, and accidentally dropped that thing in. Didn't think twice. Even put it on the manifest of everything that I lost. Uh, Aramax power vaporizer. And it, even then, it didn't just dawn on me. That, that was most likely the problem. So they held my bag back, and now I'm ready for my bag. So I'm also on a camera that's not ideal. That's why the lighting is fucked. Um, and I'm just tired. I mean, it was a hell of a freaking ride there. Last four days were almost a blur, which is good and bad. In uh, any way you look <laughs> at it. <laughs> so That's your reality. Yeah, man. And the family life is uh, is kicking me in the ass again. Two children and a dog. Um, it's. Uh, quite a change of pace but besides that it's all good man it's also quite busy with the comfort show we recorded yesterday the dutch episode today it's wednesday uh, so usually we record this on thursday but due to tim's travels we uh, moved it up a day it means you're gonna have two late nights and, uh, it's gonna be all fine we got a dress rehearsal yesterday so um let's just uh jump into the uh the business i think <laughs> Sure, and we're doing that a couple of minutes earlier than we do usually. Mm. It's a five-minute mark this time. Oh, Juicy. my God. 
It's going to be a short episode, ladies and gentlemen. Faces in. No, yeah. I, I doubt it. I mean, yesterday, we, Jan and I predicted uh, that we would get a short Dutch episode. Oh, two uh, euros gained since yesterday. Bumpied. Um, Inflation but, correction. What? Yeah. yeah um, but at the end of the day, we still recorded for 75 minutes. And sure, we're talking about Island Boys, uh, those DJs in the pool. Uh, we got demonetized because we showed you the video. We're not going to do that again. We're not going to make the same mistake. Um, <laughs> we were also talking about yellow hummers. Yeah. All tankers. It was kind of a messy episode. We, we did address some interesting parts. And we are more than eager to do the same in English right now with you guys. So it's going to be a very interesting episode once again. And I'm just really happy to have Jarno back. Uh, so we have normal sound again. Let's do it. Let's look at the price chart first, uh, as usual. Yeah, so what we have here is a general uptrend on, 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 the, up on, 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 the, on day. the daily. Yeah. From, from the good. low at, at, at 108 euros and yeah. start up, up to 100, 112. Oh, yeah, that still. And, on the, on, yeah. on, on, on the seven target, um, <laughs> yeah. on the seven day, it's uh, ranging. Yeah, so we're pretty much at the same point as we were last week. Um, some volume fluctuations, which is interesting. Curious to see what that is. Um, and on the 14 day, uh, we're just shit out of luck. So <laughs> we're making the kind of higher lows and... Uh, well, might even be the breakout that white man alluded to this morning in the Dutch quant group, which would be really nice. As oh, very, untradition very untraditionally, I, I moved my table closer so I can sit on my ass. I'm getting old people, freaking four days of partying. I need a week of recovery. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what are we looking at? No one knows, man. No one knows. But, uh, if you got to look at what we have to bring in the episode today and what Bitboy has to say, could go anywhere but in my opinion up only obviously to be fair around this point last year i think exactly a year ago um oh shit I've, i just realized i forgot exactly forgot a year ago we yeah, were i just low. forgot something huh no no we were high we're 150 back down 165 26th of august 174 What's up? No, am I, am I doing it wrong? No, no, no. I think exactly a year ago we were around the 130 euro mark, and that ah, kind of marked the low back down, and then we started bumping towards uh, September 11th. Those were the most epic days in QT history. That that was insane. That bump. For sure, for sure. Look, if we go back straight to... line up on the September 5th, I'll never forget. Yeah, now Just we the, were. The... Yeah, yeah. Keep going. I never forget that night. That was that was insane. We'll, we'll get there in two weeks, though. But... Yeah. So if we go back to the tenth, then we were at 130. We went on the nineteenth to 157, and then we were at September eh, September fourth, 157 euros, and then we topped out on September thirteenth. So, let's see. Uh... Let's see where we're heading. Um, so yeah, well, that's the price discussion. Um, do you want to dive into the, the, the inflation bit now? You want to keep that for the end? Just... I think we'll keep it for the end. Let's uh, okay. let's begin with... Um, Good old Bitboy. Boy. Yeah. yeah, because that is something uh, that deserves attention. Yeah. And uh, not because of negativity. We actually think... Let's go positive and we'll tell you why. Okay, you, you're going to kick off with why we think it was positive, or you want to just give me a, let me. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I can give you the TLDR. I think um, he did make some very good points throughout the entire video. It's an eight minute video, eight minutes, 30 seconds, with one minute of uh, ledger shilling. So, like a seven minute video in reality. Um, but he does make very good points, and in the this mm -hmm. parts of this video, we're gonna show you the things that that we noticed and we think 
need uh, clarification. Or that and are really so, good. Or that are really that, good. Yeah. Do, do I still have my notes. Yeah, it's still here on my desk. Oil machine, there we go. Okay, so um, he, he has a couple of chapters. And um, here, hold on, let me grab them here. So the chapters are the introduction. What is Q&T? The quant price, the overledger tokenize quant in Latin America, the ISO 20022 compliancy. Compliancy? Okay. And then the conclusion. Um, we're, we got this bit set up here on the one minute mark. Yeah, it's 50 seconds. I'll, 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 I'll give you the additional 10 seconds as a tip. Uh, let's have a look what he has to say. So in case you're new to Quant, it's a blockchain agnostic project that's attempting to fix interoperability with its overledger gateway. In order to use the overledger and have the ability to build projects on multiple blockchains, companies need to buy Quant and hold it for at least a year. Since its inception, Quant has formed exciting partnerships. Oracle for startups in 2019, which allowed Quant to gain new clients, financial payment, and energy sector. And the LAC chain in March of last year. Okay. So this first bit, um, I think a pretty decent introduction. Um, I want to add that uh, BitBoy right here has actually managed to compress a lot of information and partnerships, in my opinion. Um, in eight minutes, um, he goes yeah, through it pretty quickly. Impressive. Yeah, he goes through it pretty quickly. Um, he has some uh, interesting jokes, some nice puns. I can always appreciate that. We're about the same age. <laughs> and um, yeah, do you uh, do you uh, feel any uh, the uh, identifying with him? Well, age-wise, he's probably also what, like 37, 40? Okay, but I I see people my age who I don't really identify with. So no, I don't know that. if I identify with them. I think I think all the puns and shit. I, I like that. That's oh, uh, why okay. I. Uh... Anyways, let's move on from the, the comparisons between BitBoy's mind. His beard is much better than mine. Got to give him that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he is oversimplifying a lot of things, and I think he does that on purpose. I'm I, I'm not saying that he is in the know on everything. And, and one of the things that points that out is that he claims, in this case, that companies actually buy Q&T and hold it themselves, which is obviously not the case. Preaching to the choir here. He said it in Dutch as well. thought we yeah. throw that in too. Um, so what is going on? Yeah, enterprise, um, they don't have to know about the token even if they don't want to. So what they do, they, they just pay. As we pay Microsoft for license, they pay Q, uh, Quant. For a license the license is one year quant converts the uh, license fee that has been paid into qnt apologies and they lock that for the duration of the year so it is not correct that enterprises hold the qnt themselves um, and that is one of the reasons why quant will succeed while a lot of other projects won't because the the, the simple fact of the volatility of of, of a token makes it highly unattractive. And we alluded to this yesterday as well. Uh, the new MICA regulations um, will require in the future to have a 1,200% buffer for your crypto holdings. So if you hold Bitcoin, the volatili volatility is, is manageable, um, I think. But if you own Q&T and that train goes and it leaves the station, could very well be that you need to have like what a, a million in reserves right now or as backing actually and that that needs a hundred x um in the coming months which is obviously uh, a ridiculous amount of money so no enterprise needs to bother itself with buying tokens sourcing tokens it's one of the biggest forms of fund uh that we have seen in the last year everything is sorted as confirmed by gilbert under a month ago um yeah. Everything is sorted by, uh, by by Quant Network. Yeah, Tim. Exactly. Yeah, sorry for interrupting you. I tend it's to okay. do that with everyone. Uh, well, and watch your video on it, on Bitcoin by his custody, because, well, Gilbert obviously stated in his uh, latest messages on, on Telegram that, that, well, the team handles, uh, and actually they, they didn't even only state it uh, on Telegram. They, they also confirmed that in the email communication with us, 
that they take care of QNT, that clients buy through whatever source they use, whether that is field currency or QNT itself for a license. That gets handled by the team, and the team doesn't do that on their own. They are probably using Coinbase Custody for that. And we made a video in the past uh, where we gave some pretty convincing arguments as to why we think so. And yeah. uh, we'll link it. Uh, we'll link it in the top of. Uh, the I, 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 I I think the problem with that is I I can't remember because I I looked up which video that was. Maybe one of the viewers knows. Let us know in the comments. Um, because we haven't labeled it as such. Because I've been looking for it, couldn't find it. But oh. what we what we can do is we can actually do a custody solution special. I think that will be interesting because I think. Yeah, um, but we. Uh, I I think now now listen. In the future, nobody, well, the vast minority, minority is going to be using a ledger. But most people will simply do the same as they do now, and they will trust somebody else with their coins. Yeah, we, sure. already accept, we, we are the exception. So in my opinion, almost all exchanges are going to offer some sort of custody solution, obviously, for a fee. And then it will be uh, your coins, same as with Coinbase. Um, did some digging, don't have the sources with me right now. Um, but they are liable for everything that they have, and you own everything. That's kind of the uh, the bottom line. And other exchanges are going to offer that as well because nothing can go mainstream if you need a fucking 2FA device that is offline, um, of which you need to store your 24 words or 25 if you want on a piece of fire resistant steel in the in your basement it, it is not okay so uh we had some technical difficulties but we are back and i was talking about how custody um brings a lot of benefits and how we should actually make a video on um on custody solutions uh we might want to do that in the future um for the sake of simplicity and not repeating myself because I cannot actually remember what I already spoke about in that on that topic, let's uh, continue with the BitBoy video. Um, let's well, set some. Let, yeah. Sure. Uh, I can give you a brief recap though. Uh, because while we were talking about Coinbase custody uh, and, and the fact that, well, lots of people will probably not be using their own... Uh, ledger in the future they will probably yeah. be using a centralized service that's gonna well store their crypto for them and very rightly so as you could just see with us having technical difficulties if something goes wrong if you fat finger somewhere uh everything is gone do you really want to uh, have your net worth there i wouldn't personally don't think of it well i i would and i and i do but the most the vast majority of people without sounding arrogant, should, should simply simply not do that. It's, no. it's simply an, an unrecoverable error if you make one. And um, just just shuffling around millions on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, people specialize in that. They have actually um, done that a lot. They studied for it. And in this case, Quant Network are in the business of providing interoperability software. They are not in the business of managing tokens. Um, and there's also third party um, auditability and all these things going on. So enterprises don't buy the tokens. They do not hold the tokens. Quant technically doesn't even buy the tokens either, but they allocate all the fees that are paid for the licensing. And in our opinion, um, and we do think there's evidence Hungarian will come on the show soon, we hope, uh, to elaborate on this a little bit more. Uh, but Coinbase takes care of all of this for Quant. And um, I suspect in the future, we will also see, also see the SDXs, uh, the coin metros, maybe even the Binance's of this world, um, provide these services either for businesses or for um, for us, the, the crypto schnitzels. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Agreed. Well, Next point. Uh, that was yeah. a three minutes fifty zone. Am I still here? Yeah. Did, yeah. 
I can still hear yeah. you. Yeah. Still here. No, you said three minutes fifty, and I was like, oh shit, oh, his internet's failing again. No, 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 no. Three minutes, three minutes fifty, five. right? Yeah. Yeah. Three three five, fifty, right? All right. So this is about lag chain, and um, lag chain has been been the debt as well, not only by us, but by just about. <laughs> so we are back once again. We have determined the issue. It is my internet provider that is causing all heaps of trouble all throughout the, the Netherlands at the moment. Um, so this was the second breakdown. Anyway, let's move back to our uh, intended programming. We were having our good old friend BitBoy having a little uh, monologue on the on the lag chain. Yeah, it's uh, around the 350 mark. So if you can go to the video, share it. I was watching it on my own. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a pretty big one in my opinion. But a few news articles came out recently detailing more about Quan's exciting partnership in Latin America. It seems that one of the biggest challenges facing entrepreneurs in Latin America is just how long it takes them to get paid. People have been waiting weeks for payments and then they have to convert those payments into their local currency. With inflation being such a big problem basically everywhere, but especially in Latin America, this can be a huge problem. If your item is worth a certain amount when you sell it and then a few weeks later it's worth much less, that's going to hurt business. But Quant and the LAC chain want to change this. Now, the LAC chain integrates the blockchain into the core of the Latin American banking infrastructure and allows people to be paid in a new digital Latin American dollar. So people can set their prices in this new digital currency and then redeem it for their local currency by just using their phone. It's better, much faster overall. LAC chain and the digital Latin American dollar is also cross-border, so this is going to open up a whole new international market to Latin American entrepreneurs. Okay. So th this is, to most of you guys, known information. I think he nails it on the head here. I think he cuts... Uh, cuts... La, 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 la. Down to the chase now. Yeah. Yeah. Is that say yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he, he points out what the problem is. And and especially in those countries where you have multiple countries with extreme inflation rates and people uh, often getting paid in dollars. Um, we all know that um the how do you call that? Is that faster payments now? That, that's it, that's what we have in Europe. But they have payment Super. systems. Yeah. So, so that can be instant. So if I transfer money to Tim, it's it's free and it's instant. And there are some other countries that are uh, joined with that as well. They do not have a thing like that over there. So if you're a, a, a coffee farmer or whatnot, and you sell product and you're waiting to get paid and, and, you're, and you're getting paid in this, so you want to convert it to that, um, usually it's inflation. It's very rarely deflation. And uh, if things take five to seven business days and cost you about 10 to 12% um, just to transfer the money from A to B, let alone transfer your money to your local currency, um, that's just a shit show. And uh, so what they're doing in Latin America, as you all well know, is they're doing everything with cell phones, with mobile phones, uh, uh, phone providers, put up their networks. They do that because they benefit from it naturally. And Quant provides interoperability with uh, with the lag chain, and it's uh, it, it, it's it's even bigger and more than what is being presented here. But this is a very accurate and and, and nice and compact depiction of um, of what is going on. Um, Tim, do you want to use this bridge to dive into inflation? I, I'm going to ask it again. Or no, because it? we uh, still have another point, and 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 that's at six fifty. But yeah. That's it is. Uh, well, I think um, Lagchain is obviously an example we use over and over and over again, but I never realized the fact that these instant settlements that the Latin American dollar uh, and, well, the entire DLT infrastructure will provide is actually really helpful for, well, businesses and then people living there. And, and <laughs> because it's yeah. so normal to me that things are settled immediately. Uh, I just didn't realize that use case. So. Yeah, but example, it's example. Really, and uh, yeah. it's the same with, with Scotland. I went to Scotland. 
And in the Netherlands, I always pay with my phone. I never bring my bank card, but I pay in euros. We're in the Netherlands. Scotland is in GBP. Um, yep. So the IG Bank, which I'm at, they charge, um, or sorry, they, they convert at the Visa um, exchange rate because of my payment plan, whatever you want to call it. If you, um, if I pay there, I can just pay with my phone. I have to accept that and I could need to tap the device twice. Um, they just convert it instantly and they add 1.4% for their risk because there is still um, a wee bit of time in between the Euro or in this case, the GBP to Euro uh, transition. But thank God for our economies, 1.4% is, is, is not common in a day. No. But if you're, if you're in South America, well, um, that's, I, I don't have the numbers. You can imagine they're, they're potentially pretty hefty, especially if you take it over a week. I mean, even the dollar fluctuated what multiple percents last week. Um, so, so that's one thing. And the other thing is cash. And uh, a lot of South American countries uh, are, are relying on cash at the moment. That's also usually a big reason uh, for inflation. Um, but if I want to withdraw cash in a foreign country, they add an extra two and a half euros to every cash withdrawal, which is uh, obviously to cover their cost for transporting the money, creating the money and all those things. Um, it's not ideal. It's, um, it, it works here uh, in South America, <clears throat> if it exists at all. It doesn't. So everybody is looking at them. Everybody's looking how that will go. And, yep. and what solution will be used? And um, well, they say there, there won't be single winners. And I think that will be true. I think uh, because of the multi-chain idea, that will be uh, the future. But the interoperability providers right now are uh, few or far in between. And, uh, and, and Qantas back later, without a doubt. Exactly. And that's the beauty. Now at 6.50, we have another one. Uh, Wait for some consolidation and a pullback. Yep. The RSI is still very high. For, for, gains, for, especially during for the fair market, when it seems that all we've been able to look forward to is more and more red. But if you're interested in quant, wait for some consolidation and a pullback. The RSI is still very high, and I believe we're still going to see more downside in the crypto industry as a whole before the end of the year. However, quant is trying to get above its 200-day simple moving average. If it exceeds in the middle of a deadly crypto winter, that could foreshadow some pretty big things for quant. Also keep in mind that 83% of quant's overall supply has been minted but that supply is relatively low in comparison to other projects. So Quant is potentially susceptible to pump and dump whale shenanigans. Just be okay, so yeah, Very this is one of the- boss. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, one, one of the most made mistakes, I think, regarding to Quant. 100% is minted, people. 100% is, is circulating or unlocked, whatever term you want to use. There are 14.6 million tokens. Initially, there were supposed to be 45 million. The vast majority never got minted. ICO didn't sell out. Team had a uneven, unequal, unfair percentage of the supply in their opinion. So they created the burn contract. They sent 9 million tokens there. Leftover supply, 14.6 million. Current distribution, 1.2 million tokens in the founder's wallet. There was a WeLail transaction that had been done, what was that, maybe a month or two back of what, uh, 70,000 tokens, something like that. Otherwise, the wallet is practically untouched. But that is 1.2 million tokens in the hands of the team. Um, but besides that, everything is, is out. Everything is in our hands or in custody hands. And everything is minted. There is no inflation on quant. It is done. No. It is over. Yeah, that's and... the most insane uh, statistic. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, it's it's well the most brilliant uh, tokenomics I've encountered so far in crypto. So, yeah. 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 There, there's there's no doubt that um, I actually explained this to one of the quantrots this afternoon. It is not only the license fees that makes quant profitable, that's a, that's a very big misconception. See, quant 
not only provides overledger network for which the clients pay, apologies, they also offer consulting services and they have specialists that, that, that do um, ad advisory work, which is also kind of way of, of, of consulting. Um, but they're also being asked for several committees and other gigs, so to speak. Um, then we have obviously the network operations themselves. Um, there will obviously be some, uh, some profit for them, for people using the network. In the future, there will be um, the premium APIs, as they call it, or the, the premium NDAFs or whatever they're going to create that will also be on a paid plan. And they're also gaining revenue from, um, so lost my train of thought there, just blanked. It's okay. I'll come back to that. But what is most interesting is that all these things have an effect on the tokenomics, or sorry, on the token supply. And as a result, you're going to get an ecosystem where they are incentivized, the team, because they always have they also have tokens in the back. So uh, BitBoy buys a license. He pays those tokens. Uh, sorry, the fees that he pays become converted into tokens. Those tokens get locked for a year. That means that their payment, payment in a way is postponed for the year. So technically they're gambling on their own network. So that is an incentive to keep getting new customers and making sure the tokens keep circulating. Because if that doesn't happen, and, and, and there's little traffic, price could go down as we have seen this year, meaning that they would actually lose money potentially on uh, a license. And a BitBoy license will be a couple of K, but an Oracle license, well, well that will be a couple of millions uh, at least. Yeah. So what happens is, is the more clients sign up, the more tokens get locked, the fewer tokens are on the market, Quant needs to buy tokens, so they need to pump price because they have to get the tokens. And then the tokens are also needed within the ecosystem. And since there's no inflation, there's a fixed supply. And they also gain uh, fiat income from their consulting and their, their premium apps and, and, and all those collaborations that they do. It's a pretty interesting company. And if, if, if they keep producing what they're doing and doing their updates, um, really hard to not be profitable and it is nearly impossible for the token to uh, not appreciate in value uh, looking at how many tokens there are and um, and, and what they are used for and, and actually, actually how incestuous the system is for lack of a better word yeah yeah no exactly um but i think to get it back to the fear of bitboy you know, yeah what he still says and i think he continues he watched the chart where he is going to do that in the part that comes after this. He said there oh. is still a chance for Will shenanigans. And uh, there is somewhere in this video that he showed the charts uh, of us dropping back from the $400 mark back Will to shenanigans. $40. Just be careful out there, guys. But remember, when in doubt, zoom out. Never fails. What has enormous potential and was over $400 during the bull run. Even its current price is a good bargain. That's why we always recommend dollar cost averaging. If you sit around waiting to buy the exact bottom of a project, you might just end up like this guy. Maybe don't go all in, but take a little nibble nibble on that price. Descending waterfall buy orders never hurt nobody. So what do you guys think? Are there... Agreed. What's that? Agreed. I agree. Yeah. I agree as well. I think overall, um, it's, a, it's a really good video. I think he compacted a lot of information. I think he presents this with a lot of bullishness. I think it's a good pace in a way because I was playing it at 1.5 speed. Uh, <laughs> well, we went to it yesterday, not today. I hope not, I think. Uh, no, 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 normal, normal speed, normal speed. So, yeah. Um, cool video. A, a few little slip-ups. Um, perfect. I love it. That's okay. I yeah, I, I love it. He, he actually gets like a thousand views a day right now. Yesterday was at 37 something, I was at 38 something, 40k views ish. Uh, that's it. It's pretty good for a video of uh, freaking three days old. 
It is. And uh, I mean, I think it's kind of impressive for people to just um, pack these crypto projects into eight or 10 minute videos, uh, because I, we definitely, Jarno and I wouldn't be able to do that. We would yeah. either go well <laughs> and be very, very flat in our analysis and just say, yeah, it's trash. Or on the other end, we 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 start somewhere and we just start talking, and uh, you will lose us in the next couple of hours. So I really admire those people who can get keep it short. Um, yeah. On the other end, oh, hmm? his chat was probably a, a, either or scripted, which would be a lot of yeah, fucking work, or sure. or it was not scripted, and then you just talking for an hour, and then you cut everything to size, which is also True. a lot of work. Um, but it's 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 what audience do you cater for? Are you catering for the passerbys, or are you actually catering for people um, that that looking for more of the in depth, uh, a little bit the Warren Buffett way of investing? Um, so I, I yeah, it's of course, of course, and I agree with you because well, if Greg makes a video, he, he cuts and pastes it in, in such a way that it will work at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not our style, but I really admire those people who do that. And um, mm -hmm. The risk of that, though, is is that you, you're you're being too short-sighted. I think at some point in that video too, he said that because of the latest uh, uh, maintenance uh, release uh, of Overledger, uh, the the price is now going up because uh, it is uh, making uh, Overledger more stable. Like, what? It's just a no. bi-weekly update. It's nothing special, right? Don't yeah. try to draw any conclusions from just very small bits of information see the bigger picture he sadly didn't for example tell us anything about the bi-weekly structure and updates that we see from the team which is admirable if you ask me those patches and updates they, they keep pushing it uh, it's insane okay enough yeah. shilling the uh, only uh, organization uh, that has more predictable updates than quant is the quant show. show every week twice a week once a week on Friday, six in the morning. What's a week? Central. On Wednesday, European six o'clock sharp. If freaking Podbean cooperates. Yeah, YouTube does, but Podbean. Uh, yeah, they're a bit can be a pain sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they're partnered with Ziggo. I heard. Anyway, <laughs> I am toast, Tim. I am fucking wrecked. But here we go on the tweet by R three. You're you're wrecked. Okay. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I'm. Also kind of toast, but let's do the DTCC and then I cut it short for this episode. Shall we do that? Uh, sure. Okay. So what are we seeing here? We're seeing a tweet by R3 uh, today. Well, not, not, not today, the day of recording, the 24th of August. Have you seen the news? The DTCC at the underscore DTCC selected R3's hashtag Corda as the underlying DLT for its project Ion Settlement Platform, which is now live in a parallel production environment, processing over 100,000 transactions per day. Read all about it here. Uh, so I saw this on my feed this morning. Uh, hold on, let me quickly undock because I was uh, browsing through Council a little bit. Oh yeah, good thing I undocked. This is not for <laughs> the interwebs. So it's all Tim's nudes, listen to me. <laughs> Did I? Shit, I thought I'd sent them to someone else. Yeah, I know. I saved your hide there. Um, so Council, ladies and gentlemen, Come to show of Quamf FA all day. Link is in the description. Um, channels by Dr. Poppers. Beautiful resources. They just uh, um, have a free chat and uh, some shits and giggles version of Council of Quamf. Um, yep. Uh, which is actually like the, the base layer and this is the discussion part. It's beautiful. It's one of the, the, the most uh, convenient chats to read on Telegram for me, at least. On the other yeah. end, they can also sometimes go a bit too much into depth and I lose them. And yeah. The best chat on Telegram is still the Dutch chat, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, Juan Papa on fire lately. Yeah. Um, 
Gassen met die Panthers. <laughs> sharing a lot of stuff. Um, tying things together. So what we're seeing on the screen right now is a, is a, 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 a cutout screenshot from DTCC. And it reads, planning for T plus zero. And it says, despite advances in technology, accelerating settlement beyond T plus one is aspirational at this time due to a market structure and convention. However, DTCC's project ION envisions an alternative settlement process flow that digitizes DTC eligible securities on a DLT and offers optimized processes and the ability to settle on a T plus zero cycle, all while retaining the core benefits of its centralized netting and risk management. Because the platform will be asset agnostic, it could potentially manage any form of asset transfer, ranging from registry, registered securities and cash to private market securities, digital tokens, cryptocurrency, and central bank digital currencies, amongst others. This sounds uh, very familiar. It's uh, obviously um, not a coincidence that this is being shared right here. So if we're going to the next one, we're going to see some highlights. This is from Quant themselves. With Overledger 2.2.2, MDEP developers can now deploy tier two QRC20 secure smart contracts on Ethereum, Robson, Testnet. QRC20 tokens will be blockchain agnostic. Next screenshot, designed for the future with our blockchain agnostic approach, also by Quant. Overledger, the world's first blockchain agnostic API gateway. While ERC20 tokens are designed for deployment on the Ethereum network, QRC20 tokens will be blockchain agnostic and work across multiple distributed ledger technologies. <laughs> Standards that work for the technology we are building. It's an agnostic approach that can connect a wholesale CBDC. Their experience and network will allow Quant to take its technology to new markets and institutions to transform the US financial system to be DLT agnostic, interoperable and benefit from digital assets that complement the existing system. <laughs> Another agnostic, agnostic. And the fragmentation of platforms, this is something else. So um, the term agnostic is, um, well, pretty common in the in the quant uh, vocabulary absolutely absolutely and um if the bar from zoom can go out of my screen right now still there yeah yeah i'm waiting waiting for the, for okay. the bar to leave my screen but i was scared of you <laughs> away, uh, yet again. I, I, I i knew that would happen, knew that would happen. okay so um, first, let's have a, have, have a quick peek at what DTCC, DTCC does. So I'm on their homepage right now, dtcc.com. And when I uh, hover over products and services, we see institutional trade processing, clearing services, settlement and asset services, wealth management services, repository and derivatives services, and data services. Each of those have a ton of um, registered, copyrighted, sorry, things besides it. I'm just highlighting it on the screen right now. I'm not going to read mm. it all. It's a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton. But these guys are, these guys are the bee's knees. These guys are, are around and they are uh, in bed with a lot of, uh, with a lot of folk. So, um, Blanking again. I need to get to bed actually. I'm not going to do it. Let's see. Uh, we'll just skip through this. If you want to go look through the website, link is in the description or dtcc.com if you can't be bothered. Um, so, what we see here is the press release um, that was actually named in the R3 tweet that led to here. Also on dtcc.com slash new slash 2022 slash August. So, on August 22nd, DTCC's project ION platform is now live in parallel production environment, processing over 100k transactions per year on DLT. Project ION represents one of the largest DLT initiatives in equities settlement across the financial services industry. DTCC has selected R3 Scorda as the underlying DLT technology for the project ION platform. If you want to have a laugh, go look up Sun11. You know, but very well yeah. he is on Twitter. 
go look up just the tech guy uh, because there were obviously a lot of people shouting, this is XRP. This is yeah. XDC. This is no doubt. This must be Interledger Protocol. Who else? All the money. It, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because, well, XRP is going mm. to bank all the banks. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, then it must be XRP. Yeah. Turns out Not it both. isn't. And yeah. Corda made a little announcement. Yeah, there was actually somebody that had uh, sent them a, 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 an email or a message asking how they will settle. And for now that they shared that they settle in US dollars only. And that there are no plans for using crypto for... No! Those. Yeah. Oh, and they no. said there are That's also sad. no plans for this because we're waiting or CBDCs, or the digital dollar to do that. It was actually oh, no. in, in my taskbar. We, 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 we went about this yesterday. Um, and I, hold on, maybe it's still the metadata. Everything is doxed. What was the guy? No, we're not going to the fly soldier. We're not going to do that again. Uh... No, no, no. Come on. Digital fucking in. Yeah. So I believe it was this one. Yeah, here. Uh, for what it's worth, I sent an email to the DTCC yesterday. Excuse the typos. Lol. On the heels of the announcement of the partnership with R3 Project Ion. I received the following response this morning from their executive director. The bio is attached. Any thoughts? So he sent this message. Congrats on your big announcement to move to T plus zero on settlement times. Big step forward. And a lot of you for the industry. For the industry. Uh -uh. My question is, will digital assets be a viable option for settling these transactions? And if so, which ones? XTC and XRP are the ones that come to mind for me. Currently, that's the response by Abel John F. Currently, all trades settled in DTC settle versus US dollars. We're exploring expanding that to stable coins or a US CBDC should one develop. But there is no timeline for those changes at this point. Yep. Interesting. Mic drop. Yeah. It's not surprising at all, isn't it? Why the hell would you be a company that large and risk fucking around with, with, with holding XRP or XDC XRP. or whatever? Yeah, no, uh, it doesn't make any sense at all. And then, um, huh? No, man. I mean, with the token distribution alone, that's just a giant red flag, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, then the Corda stuff or Project uh, Iron. Well, what, what is interesting is also this. This is finality. This is also August 24th. We what? are thrilled. I didn't notice. We are nice. thrilled to have collaborated in the development of at the underscore DTCC's project ION platform. While Fidelity Payment Systems is an Ethereum-based system, DTCC's project ION platform is underpinned by Quartus DLT. Read more on our collaboration below. <laughs> oh, and there's a comment by just a tech guy. So you connected Ethereum with Corda, huh? And then he had like a halo emoji, which you can see here. Wonder how they did that, says Viking FB fan. And Lord Quantonian Chectoria Longhold said, Fire. Um, yeah, I wonder how they did that. Oh, yeah. So now we're getting to this again. This is too much for now to go through. Um, yeah. But but they, they've been working together and they have been uh, investigating together. Other names that we see dropped here. Collaboration with many of the world's Markets participant, technology provider firms, including Apex Clearing, Barclays, BNY Mellon, Charles Schwab, not related, Citadel Securities, City. Mm, that's the usual suspect. Credit Suisse Securities, USA LLC, Fidelity Investments, Finality International, Goldman Sachs and Co., JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Co. Raymond, James Financial, Robin Hood, State Street Corporation, and Virtu Financial. Um, 
which are pretty big names. And Probably maybe nothing. Guys... <laughs> Another merely accidental coincidental coincidence. Hmm? Exactly. No. Exactly. So this um, finality, Gilbert has written in Maine. Everybody has seen this. Yes, we spoke. We speak to finality a lot. They're a settlement solution. We can interoperate them with, and the last bit I'm blanking on. Um, but yeah, um, I think Gilbert is literally underselling that a little bit, which is also uh, extremely bullish. So if we do the math and we see the finality, we see the R3 Corda, um, we see obviously um, the just a tech guy. You connected Ethereum with Corda, huh? And the fact that they can apparently interoperate everything, stable coins and stuff with US dollars or, or, or with what they have right now. And who's doing that? It's not XRP. That got confirmed as well. So yeah, um, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not saying it is, but if it, uh, if it walks like a gill, smells like a gill and sounds like a gill, Probably Martin Hargreaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Say no, what? It's, yeah. No, it's really interesting stuff. I kind of saw this DTCC thing, but I just, well, not just because of technical difficulties, we've been talking for quite a bit and actually waiting for each other quite a bit uh, all in the background. But a couple yeah. of hours ago when we uh, did the preps for this episode, I just told you on it, I'm kind of, facing this this kind of leads fatigue we would translate to in english like the fatigue of just knowing how overledger works what the scope of the project is what our verticals are and then you see another lead you're like ah yeah okay fair enough just add it to the pile it's the same with the dutch pile. group today somebody was asking the four hundred and thirty thousand customers that oracle has does do those numbers include azure because Azure is obviously now integrated with Oracle, or is that separate? And I was like, nah, who cares? <laughs> well, Azure is fucking huge. They probably have a fuck ton of clients, but it will just be another drop in the bucket. So it feels at least. I mean, there are so, so many leads already to, to make yeah. us all millionaires over and over that it I I I agree. It is um it's getting more and more difficult to remain um, curious, if that's the right word, into what is going on. And obviously we're doing this and we love doing this, but it's uh, without, without, yeah, I don't know. I like the digging. I like the speculation. Definitely. And the same goes for me and seeing Citibank here popping up again in, in such a, pilot as this that kind of reminds me of Project Spunta, which connects these Italian banks with Sia and Nexi, um, is something similar. I mean, it's this settlement technology and we're just seeing all those all retail and, and, and well, investment banks of moving towards adopting these DLT platforms to, do, to fix their settlements. It's just a macro trend that, that we can't stop anymore, I think. And uh, yeah, we know what the suspect is to interoperate all of them. And, and yeah. it's just one one vertical, really. And it's just, it's madness. Um, Moby, I, I was driving my car today, and even though it's uh, it's the newest generation Toyota Igo, the Igo Cross in Europe, and even that car already has like adaptive cruise control and, and lane assist. But even on such a cheap Toyota, you already have like an autonomous vehicle that can just, if I drive on the highway, it just it just rolls. I just yeah. only have to touch the screen and it does all, everything for me. And I'm like, what? Are we already at this stage of technology that even cheap Toyotas already have can, can do this? Can you imagine when all those cars are being connected, how much data we need and how that is all going to be processed through internet and, 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 yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's going to be insane. Some... It needs to interoperate and it needs to be instant with the interoperation. Yeah. yeah, when you use your your watch and you just do this and beep, that's your payment. It's, yeah. it's we are yeah we are just going there now and and I think it's gonna be fascinating stuff to watch. 
for sure. Okay. I want to close Done. with I, I want I want I want to close with this because this is this is relevant, and um, and, and then we're gonna gonna stop this. So what you okay. see here, one week from today, on August the thirty first, we'll put the link in the description. Twelve thirteen hundred in London, a panel: the multi-chain future, side change, layer twos, and the merge. Our head of innovation, Dr. Luke Riley is a panelist on It's a Global's webinar, The Multi-Chain Future, Sidechains Layer 2 is at Emerge on Wednesday, August 31st. Good to see your agenda. I think it uh, will be uh, pretty interesting, could be pretty interesting. And there's also information about the merge. We have spoken, Tim and I, if we are going to discuss the merge. And the merge. As much you're going to Germany, so now the and I actually did a little bit of reading on it. I I cannot talk with any authority on anything pertaining to those topics. I did some reading, and it just doesn't interest me at all, um, which doesn't help. And and they're talking about all these terms that I then need to Google and 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 learn just to present this to you. And I will still do you a disservice because after that reading and stuff, um, it, it will probably still not be an adequate depiction of what is actually going on. So I highly recommend uh, reading up on that. If it interests you, I am not worried at all, even though I just said I have no fucking clue what's going on there, but I have no uh, uh, no fear that tokens will be lost. I, don't, I have no fear that mm. shit will be sabotaged or will die or that people will lose their tokens. I think there are being, uh, their snapshots are being made so regularly. Um, I think uh, Gil will most definitely have thought about that in Gil We Trust. Um, I don't I don't personally see any issues there. It's but one of I'm those many thought things that we encounter during a quantum show calendar year. We should we should make a list of all stuff of possible thought. Okay, I think Alimeros, man. In, in, in the future, some like media media students are going to analyze this or economic students are going to do, do research on us like how many times we predict something and whether we are wrong or right you can make an uh, tim and yarno etf in the future oh yeah it's counter indicator a counter indicator of us and um yeah. also all the thoughts we encountered and how many times all the thought was wrong it's really interesting china banned bitcoin many times during this show the SEC was on many people during this show. Mm. We've been some stuff. Quantum's <laughs> been a security many times over. Yeah. Even some of the biggest brains in our community, not going to be naming names, yeah. um, were, were convinced. We're convinced that quant had to be a security um, because the lockups and stuff weren't all not true. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah well, blah blah blah. And, uh, and, and anyway, we also here. We, we are and then uh, a dying nobody was going to expose that would actually have been juicy uh, was going to expose a lot of crypto influencers mm. oh yeah though Do one was kind of a thing though i mean if you remember luna this token that was kind of popular he was gonna make die die <laughs> die will die sure. by my hand yeah well and then on that bombshell, I think it's an episode, and we actually wanted to address inflation, but I'm just, I'm toast. We'll, we'll do uh, this not another time. No. Sorry, guys. I also completely forgot to uh, post questions on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> so, so it's a perfectly prepared, trashy, and ill-advised episode for you. The usual. And, and I'm not wearing tank tops because all my tank tops are still in the fucking plane. I even wear the same t-shirt and the same pair of pants as I had yesterday because... I'm poor sot, and I'm too greedy to buy more clothes, especially since now I know that my suitcase is coming back. Yeah, it's still in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I can wait doing laundry tomorrow again. Fuck it. Hey, um, let's call it an episode, and we thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done, and for done so already. Yeah, yeah, don't forget to subscribe. Press the notification bell. Uh, follow us. And um, thanks for donating. Okay. We actually already have received three donations, which is really cool. Some eat.
0.35 QNT a couple of weeks back and uh, and one QNT a while back, which is really cool. And we really, really appreciate you guys. All the addresses, in case you're feeling it, is in the description. Description. This is the description. Thank you, guys. Stay comfy. Stay comfy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>